Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production. Original music and hosted by Derek Wills. Copyright Lone Star Gun Rights 2019. Star Gunners, welcome to Lone Star Gun Talk, the official podcast of Lone Star Gun Rights. Uh, I am your host, as always. Very humbled to be here, Derek Wills. Thank you so much for joining me. Hit me up in the comments section of where you are from. Uh, Paul is saying hello from Beaumont. Hey, Paul. Um, we also got uh, Tim and Justin watching and uh, a few others joining in. Um, so today we're going to talk a bit more about Speaker Bonin and his history of lying, his history of throwing childlike temper tantrums, uh, and just his history of just being an overall just bad person. Um, if you haven't seen the article yet, I will link it in the comments. Uh, but we posted up a a uh, we posted up an article um, last week, earlier last week. We posted up a a couple of times highlighting the various different things that uh, Dennis Bonin has done uh, just as a legislator, just from as Speaker Pro Tem, as Speaker of the House. Uh, David from Denver, Colorado is here. Welcome very much. Uh, I, welcome very much. Listen to me. English is hard. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and uh, Cheryl is from Northeast Texas. Welcome so uh, Welcome so There I go again. Man, uh, can't win for losing today. Anyway, um, we are going to talk about Dennis Bonin, and uh, there is some little bit of good news from the Texas legislature, um, but we will get into all of that a bit later. Um, so Dennis Bonin has been doubling down on his lies about the grassroots. He has been doubling down on his lies regarding uh, constitutional carry. He is flat out taking... Uh, talking points from the uh, Mom's Demand Action playbook, and it is quite embarrassing because he is supposed to be somebody that is very pro Second Amendment, and he's supposed to be very, um, uh, very, very pro gun. He's got an A rating from the NRA, and uh, you know nobody's going to take it from him. He he he's going to keep it, um, but the way the NRA rates things is based off of votes and not if you kill legislation. So, um. Anyway, there's a lot that's happened in the past two weeks. Um, the whole story of Chris McNutt just kind of took off. Um, and then he goes on to Chad Hasty's show out of Lubbock. Lubbock is in the area, or is in the district of Dustin Burroughs, who was one of the legislators who... Uh, holds a senior position in the legislature, has some influence, and was able to uh, have an impression on getting constitutional carry pushed forward. And that is why his district, not his house, his district was targeted with leaflets. And so whenever the speaker goes on to a radio station that is broadcast in Lubbock, and spews lies, uh, we have a real problem with that. And, and I'm going to play this kind of point by point and stop it 
but this is from the Chad Hasty show, uh, and this was on Tuesday of the, of this past week. Uh, and I'm gonna play it and stop it and address every single lie that Dennis Bonin says about grassroots activists and constitutional carry because he's lying about a lot. Uh, and it's it's five minutes. I'm not gonna go through the whole thing, but um, but I'm gonna go through enough to 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 show exactly what the problem is or what Dennis Bonin's lying about. So here is uh, the first little bit of that. Absolutely. I'm sure, right? I do. Yeah, not showing up at your house. That's that, right. Let's let's be honest. That that was a a uh, and 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 uh, part of my language here. That was a BS move. Uh, you know, there's a right way to lobby people, a That's wrong right. way to lobby people. I know they showed up at your house. They showed up at uh, at, at Representative Burroughs, and I think believe one Price. other for Price's house. Uh, have you heard from those groups? Have you? Yeah, it's been really. Have you offensive. heard from? Oh yeah, anybody? it's it's been extraordinarily offensive. And let me explain what happened because it's it's rather um, despicable. Keep in mind, he's about to explain the truth of what happened. Anytime a, a politician tells me that they're going to explain what happens, I instantly become suspicious. But anyway, I'll, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the speaker. Go ahead. So first, on Tuesday, they went to Representative Burroughs' home, who fortunately his wife was doing pickup, carpool pickup from school. So if they'd been 15 minutes earlier or 15 minutes later, they would have found a wife and three young boys at the house. Who cares? We're talking about somebody that's dropping off leaflets at a person's house. Okay, we're not talking about a criminal here. We're not talking about um, somebody that is stalking an individual. We are talking about somebody that is leaving a piece of paper on a front door of hundreds of people's front doors. So to sensationalize this as, well, had he been... 15 minutes earlier or 15 minutes later, he he would have found a, a wife and three young boys there. And, you know, it, it just would have been just it's just absolutely tragic that they would have had to experience such a traumatic event of an orange leaflet with, you know, high capacity bullet points on it. And 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 that assault text that's sometimes bolded and sometimes underlined. I just don't know what they would have done had they been able to witness that. That's effectively what he's trying to say. He is wanting to paint this whole thing as a, uh, as just like you had a bunch of armed people strapped with ARs showing up to try and traumatize uh, a family. That's not what happened. Anyway, I'm going to continue on here because, well, it gets, it gets even better. Check this out. But she was doing carpool. Then um, went by his district office, flashed his gun in the district office to the staff, then went to... Wait, what? He went by Dustin Burroughs' district office and flashed his gun? Well, that's very interesting. On, on numerous points. Okay, first of all, if you are flashing your weapon in a means... To, uh, using it as a means to intimidate, that is a crime. That is a, a criminal act. So if he did that, why isn't the Lubbock District Attorney filing charges for indictment? Oh, that's right, because there's no evidence for that. Secondly, and a lot of people have, have been uh, kind of taking this and thinking, well, maybe it was just he was open carrying, so that's how they're running with it. He wasn't even armed. 
he flew from Dallas to Lubbock and didn't check any baggage. So unless he keistered his uh, his gun or bought one right after he landed for the purposes of doing this, which is not um, uh, not a good idea. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, it didn't happen, which means it's an entire fabrication. It is a complete 100% lie. So uh, it, it just gets so infuriating that this is the type of crap that uh, is spewing from the speaker's mouth while on the radio at a key district. Okay, continuing on. Drubs of Price's house <clears throat> went from Lubbock to Amarillo in the same day, took a picture of Representative Price's house with his street sign in front of it, um, so you show his address, posted on social media to the world, and then he, when he's in Representative um, Burroughs' office, this has all been reported to me by DPS, we wouldn't have known these things, he says that he's going from Burroughs. I want you to remember that uh, he said that this is all coming from DPS because, um, uh, anyway, uh, sorry, go ahead. ...to four prices to then my home, which my home is, you know, a couple hundred miles away. Right, yeah. And so the next day, um, DPS decided to put a trooper on our residence. So the next day, he shows up at our home. On Wednesday, the day we passed the budget, I'm sorry, we passed, yeah, it was the budget. Right. Um, I'm going to skip ahead here because there's one other thing that I really want uh, to highlight. A criminal, the ability to carry a gun, because the only and when you think about it, it's on an issue allowing a criminal the ability to carry a gun. Because the only person in Texas today who legally can't carry a gun is a criminal. Wait a second. Are you suggesting that constitutional carry allows a criminal to carry a gun, Mr. Speaker? Because um, that's not true. That is a, that is a lie straight from the Moms Demand Action playbook. And, um, oh, by the way, if you actually read the legislation, it specifically says not prohibited by law from possessing. Uh, so if you're not prohibited from possessing a firearm, then that means you're not a criminal uh, because that's a disqualifier at the federal level. Um, so that's another just flat out lie about the legislation as a whole. And keep in mind, he also told after this whole thing started, he told the Dallas Morning News that he thought constitutional carry was bad policy. Uh, and so now he's spreading lies about it. This is the, uh, keep it in mind, this is the Speaker of the House. He has been in the legislature since 1997. And uh, he was a Strauss fanboy. He, uh, he was Speaker pro tem under Strauss. And oh, by the way, this little golden nugget here from last session, I'm going to pull this up on my monitor here. Um, this little nugget from last session is a couple of tweets by Jonathan Stickland, uh, dated March 6th, 2017. 2017. Today I stood up for Texas kids and transparency. When, then I was assaulted on the text ledge floor by Speaker Pro Tem Dennis Bonin. While I was trying to protect the rights of my constituents to petition their government, Bonin put his hands on me and shoved me. Huh. Well, maybe it was a one-time thing? Oh, wait. I completely forgot. The same day that he was on Chad Hasty's show that evening was the evening of a Republican Party of Texas 
annual spring dinner, a major fundraiser. And it turns out he assaulted Chris McNutt at the dinner. Here's a quote from Chris. When the speaker showed up at the event, from what I'm told, he went directly where I was seated to confront me. And then he came up to me. He slapped his hand on my back pretty hard and then just started yelling at me. At the moment, I didn't know what was going on or who it was. And then when I turned around, it was the, it was the speaker of the Texas House, Dennis Bonin, yelling in my face. He was saying things like, don't ever come to my house again. Do not threaten my family. If you want to meet with me, you can come to my office, which, by the way, we have made several attempts to communicate with him at his office. He doesn't want any part of it, but that, that's neither here nor there. I just told him I was never a threat, and other than that, I didn't really say anything. I felt like it was the, it was some sort of setup because the whole thing has been manufactured from the beginning. I wasn't sure if he was trying to provoke me and record it or what, so I just sat there and shut up. Bonin then stormed out of the room. Multiple witnesses saw him put his hands on me and try to give me a public dressing down. It was pretty crazy. There are other accounts that back this up from other uh, other news sources. Gunpowder Magazine did it. Big League Politics did it. All of which are corroborating this same story. Texas Tribune did it, and then they took Speaker Bonin's side by saying... Um, well, the speaker thought it was a setup because, you know, this guy's been, uh, hanging around his house and, and, and all of that. Um, and, and so it must've been a setup for the speaker. This whole thing was set up, uh, prior to this fiasco. Uh, Chris was invited to this dinner before this fiasco and everybody had assigned seats. So, uh, to suggest that it was a setup, the fact that he was seated next to the speaker, is uh, one other lie. Okay, so another thing that has been going around on this whole thing is that, and and I'm hearing it from uh, several different um, several different people on Twitter. Uh, the the speaker has said it on multiple radio shows, talking about how threatening people are, uh, calling up with threats and being just downright rude and all of that fun stuff. So I decided to give the speaker's office a call. And, um, here is that call is, it's about, it's about two minutes long. So you'll have to kind of bear with me. There's, it's not really great for radio, but I want people to hear this because it's very important. I called, this was, uh, what day was this? I called them on, uh, April 11th, 2019 at 1053 AM. So, um, so this was after all of this and after he's talking about how threatening people are being, this was that call. Speaker Bonin's office. Uh, yes, ma'am. I was just calling to ask, um, have anybody been calling and being rude to y'all or giving y'all death threats or anything like that? Um... Some of them rude, but no death threats that I know of. Um, uh, okay, uh, I'm I'm calling. Uh, I work for Lone Star Gun Rights, and so I'm just curious as to what sort of rude things have been said to y'all. Um, but give me one second. I can transfer you to my director. But do you mind if I get your name, sir? Uh, yes, ma'am. My name is Derek Wills.
Give me one second, Mr. Wills. Thank you. At this point, I'm just going to cut out the hold time. It was about uh, just under four minutes of hold time. Uh, and this is where uh, somebody picks up and answers. Sir? Yes, ma'am? Uh, I'm not advised, but I will definitely pass along a message. Um, I'm not trying to leave a message. I'm just curious as to what the context of people calling and being rude was. Pardon me? I was just calling to see what uh, sorts of rude things were being said when people were calling. In general? Well, um, I've been getting reports from some people that don't necessarily align with my political views that people have been calling and, and being rude and, and giving being threatening. And so I was uh, I was curious as to what the context of those Sure. I, 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 I'm just I'm not advised. Well, okay then. Well I appreciate Thanks. it very much. Have a great day. You too. So that was that call. I know that was um, not really the most entertaining thing to listen to, but I so I called the speaker's office and they can't tell me any any means by which people are being rude about this topic. Um, she's acknowledged that some people were being rude, but whenever I said I'm with Lone Star Gun Rights and I'm just trying to get the context of that, uh, she she transferred me to her director and her director says I'm not advised. That to me seems like uh, she doesn't want to be caught up in a lie, and I don't blame her. I Keep in mind, Bonin staff is not Bonin, so I'm not trying to burn Bonin staff here. I think they're doing what they need to do uh, and in order to be a professional. What I am trying to do is show that nobody is calling up and being threatening to the speaker. So whenever he says that people are being threatening, it's a lie. It's another flat-out lie. And uh, I've had people uh, who are anti-gun liberals uh, try and blast us on Twitter and Facebook saying that uh, we're uh, we're just a, we should have never done this and people are calling and being threatening. I had one actually tell me that they talked to Bonin's people uh, and like, well, you're a liar because I have talked to Bonin's people and there's no, there's nothing of the sort coming out. Um, uh MW, or WM Wells asks, uh, has the NRA removed the BSA grade yet, or are they still ignoring it? So here's the thing. Whenever it comes to the NRA's rating, they only grade on legislation that's voted on. If a speaker or a committee chairman or somebody else kills a bill without it being voted on, it has no effect on their grade. So Bonin doing this is not going to have any effect on his grade, and the TSRA even came out uh, and said that they're going to be completely supporting him um, for uh, because he hasn't done anything to, uh, to, to hinder gun rights as far as his, his voting record, quote-unquote. Um, uh, Jeremy says Bonin shouldn't get another term. I absolutely agree. Um and Raymond says Fox News ran a hit piece on Facebook today. They made Bonin look like a downtrodden hero and McNutt and the pro-Second Amendment group sound like terrorists. Uh, I am I, I did see the original uh, Fox News link whenever they came out with the story, whenever it first came out, uh, but I would appreciate a link to that. I'd, I'd be curious to read it. Um, so remember how Bonin said that he heard all of this from DPS. 
Well, following this phone call, I did. I wasn't set up to record it, so you'll have to take my word on it. I know it's a it's a, it's a big leap of faith here because I've been kind of dishonest throughout this whole thing. Clearly. Um, but I got a call from a senior official at the DPS. The reason that they called me is because Bonin's office forwarded my call to DPS. Um, and the senior official asked me if there was anything that I wanted to know about the whole incident. And I said, I'm just looking to see if anybody has been calling and being threatening, being rude uh, to any of the elected officials. Uh, on behalf of Lone Star Gun Rights or any gr grassroots Texas gun rights organization. Uh, and he said, well, no, I mean, we do have active investigations going on, but none that have anything to do with that. Uh, I can't give you, uh, I can't give you any information about um, uh, specific investigations that are going on, but I can tell you that we don't have any specific threats against the Speaker of the House uh, particularly from gun, grassroots gun rights organizations. So there's another lie that Dennis Bonin is feeding people by saying that, well, DPS, and, and I specifically asked about uh, Chris McNutt flashing his gun at Dustin Burroughs' office. He had no idea what I was talking about. Not a clue. So if he doesn't know what, if he doesn't know that a gun rights advocate is, went to a state rep's district office and flashed his gun as a means of intimidating people well that's that's just another exposed lie from dennis bonnet it's disgusting what he is doing um uh i'm just kind of going through the comments here um yeah yeah so <laughs> It's been very frustrating for for us because we're having to play um, we're having to play we're having to play devil, we're having to play damage control for something that should be a non-issue and it's very frustrating um, okay so yeah this link that uh, this this link that Craig sent me uh, this is this looks like the original story that I got uh, whenever I first saw this news break um, yeah and and I agree that Fox News made it carried the same narrative as everything else um, so anyway there are other things that we are trying to do uh, there are plenty of other bills that we are trying to expose and uh, get beaten there are Pieces of good legislation, I say good from a relative standpoint, they're not outstanding, they're not constitutional carry, uh, but there are some good bills out there where, that we are trying to uh, get passed. Um, there, is, uh, there is one bill that did pass, the, the House, and this is one that I want to show because it is claimed by the TSRA to be a huge victory because this is a bill that they wrote. You can see here it's all of a page and a line and it was originally authored by Valerie Swanson and all it does is it creates this. It is a defensive prosecution under sections 30.6 and 30.7 that the license holder was personally given an oral communication described by section B and promptly departed from the property. That's all it does. It creates a defense of prosecution. Now that does not mean it is not enforceable. It means that you have a defense. 
And this is one thing that really irks me because words matter. And the NRA and TSRA are championing, champion, championing this as a huge gun rights victory that, oh, 30-06 and 30-07 are no longer enforceable uh, unless you're asked to depart first. That is not the case. That is not what's, what's happening. It is still a Class C misdemeanor if, um, if you walk past a 30-06 or 30-07 sign. Um, it is only a defensive prosecution if you are told that you can't be there with your gun and you leave. The way the law is written that it is a Class A misdemeanor if you are told about it and don't leave. That is current law, but without this bill. So all they really did is they said that if basically if an officer gives you a citation for a Class C misdemeanor, which is $200, um, and you were given a notice and you just hadn't had the chance to leave, that means that that $200 will get thrown out in court. Basically, um, it will never happen that way. And this is supposed to be a major pro-gun victory uh, for uh, gun owners in this state. And it, it's kind of, it's it's despicable. And the the... I don't mean to downplay this bill, but it really does do nothing. It really does do nothing because um, it's only a Class A misdemeanor if you are told about it and then you leave, and that's current law. But uh, I, I just think that it's, um, I just think that it's, it's, it's sad that this is getting touted as the major pro-gun victory uh, for passing the House. Um, let's see here. Uh, Gary York says he was against CC from the start and is scapegoating LSGR. He's scapegoating all of us, man. Th this is, this is all to scapegoat every grassroots advocate that he can. You know, Chris McNutt is just the poster boy of that, of that scapegoating. Uh, but really he has, uh, he has a detestable spirit whenever it comes to all of us he doesn't like being approached he doesn't like being talked to he doesn't like being criticized that's why he's blocking everybody from his facebook page anybody that posts anything even remotely critical doesn't matter if they're rude or not i've seen plenty of comments where that have subsequently gotten deleted that were not rude in any way they were saying prioritize hp 357 and they, they got those comments got deleted and he and they got blocked um Gary York says, having to fight for any of our rights is just ludicrous, and you are absolutely right. I cannot agree with you more. This is a natural right. What I mean by a natural right is uh, it, it exists in the state of nature. It exists absent of government. So in, a, in an anarchist uh, society, if one were to ever exist, you would have the right to freely express yourself. You would have the un alienable right to worship the god of your choosing or to not worship at all uh, you have the right to uh, write or speak or think however you see fit do you have the right to defend yourself that's why the tools that you use to defend yourself are a natural right you have the right to property ownership you have the right to live your life in a manner that you deem fit as long as you don't encroach upon the rights of another human being trying to do the same. That's it. So to the fact that uh, the, the, the fact that you have that we as Texans have to 
beg our government to get a permission slip from them to say, yes, you can carry a gun on you. Uh, it's, um, it, it's sad and it's, it's just not something that's, it, it's not right. It violates the laws of nature. Um, uh, WM Wells says Bonin is in full damage control and he is, that's why he's getting so angry because he was hoping to fracture the grassroots with this whole BS story. And that's not what's happened. We've all actually kind of come closer together as a result. Uh, Cat Fox says, so honestly, does HP 357 have a chance at all? I, if we do, I, I, it's, it's not obvious. There's still time for them to pass it, but it takes them to do it. It's stuck in committee right now. And as long as it's in committee, it will never get to the floor for a vote. Pancho Navarez is the chairman of that committee, and he gets to dictate whatever he wants to do with that bill. If he wants to just sit on it until session closes, he has the power to do that. Um, if somebody were to twist his arm, uh, then he would probably be more apt to bring it up for a hearing, bring it up for a vote, get it out of the committee and onto, you know, scheduled for a floor vote. But it takes somebody of very high rank to twist his arm enough to do that, and that would be Speaker Bonin. Unfortunately, Speaker Bonin has come out and said he thinks it's bad policy, so no, I don't think that HP 357 has a chance of passing this session. It, it has a non-zero chance, um, which means that uh, it's possible, but highly unlikely at this point. Uh, Reed says Bonin needs to be removed, but also other legislators need to stand up for gun rights and they are not. They are complicit in this as well. I agree. There are certain uh, lawmakers out there that um, there are certain lawmakers out there that absolutely are complacent in this. Uh, and one would be Dustin Burroughs. One would be Four Price. Um, and that's just to name the couple that is, that that are at the tar center of this whole fiasco. It's absolutely sad. My buddy Cliff says, "What's up? Hey, man. He lives in uh, North Carolina. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while. It's good to see you, bud." Um, Cat says, "Everyone, please call the committee members to get HB three fifty seven to a vote. Maybe it'll help and pray." Absolutely, you can do that. Please continue to do that because as long as they think that they have shut us up, they think that they have won. So don't shut up. Keep calling. Keep pushing. Keep getting people to hear that we are not going anywhere. The grassroots is still alive. We are still very active and we are still going to continue to fight. doesn't matter how, uh, how it, it does not matter if the bill was not even filed. Okay. We're still going to fight for it. It doesn't matter how dead the bill is. We're still going to fight for it. So keep up that uh, fight. Keep up the pressure. Keep up the calling. Because you know what? At the end of the day, we can't let them think that they've silenced us. Because they haven't silenced us. We are now more united than ever before. And it's all because of this master scheme that Bonin concocted to try and fracture us. And, you know, to be honest, as a united coalition we are even more unstoppable than ever before uh michelle says so it's not too late to call no it is not too late to call keep calling call often call daily say i want hp 357 prioritized will it help it might but at the very minimum at the very minimum it is going to show these legislators that they have not silenced us they have not put us down um 
uh, they ha- they have not uh, they have not killed us. We are still united. We are still strong. And no matter what lies they can throw about about us, and no matter what lies they can throw about our our legislation, they're not going to silence us. Um, and Cat says to remind everybody: if you call or email, be polite. Yes, absolutely, be polite because uh, be polite, but be firm. Say I want HP three fifty seven to be prioritized. I want HB 357 on the floor for a vote. I want to know what your plan is to make that happen. And if they can't answer that, or if they say that it's not going to happen, then say, okay, then I'm going to call you tomorrow, and I'm going to call you each and every day until this happens, or until session ends. And then after session ends, I'm going to call you and say, what's your plan for next session? I'm going to call you again and say, why are you trying to kill constitutional carry? Why did you kill constitutional carry? What lies do you believe about constitutional carry? You can do all of that by being tactful, by being polite, uh, and you don't have to curse and swear at them and and threaten them. I know I don't have to tell you all that because clearly uh, Speaker Bonin's office has said that y'all aren't being, um, we are not being... uh, uh, rude or threatening in any way. Uh, and Reed says, I've been proud and happy that we haven't turned on each other as we have in the past. I have always encu- uh, I have always encouraged we all stand together. We are stronger now than ever before. Uh, Reed, you are absolutely right, man. Absolutely 100% right. Um, it uh, Unity is something that we all need. Um, we're all, we're not going to all be united. There are always going to be people who, there are always going to be organizations that oppose us, um, and that, that don't share our ideals, but it is important that we, uh, Craig says the squeaky wheel gets the grease after all. You're absolutely right. Uh, anyway, that is going to wrap it up for me today. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Please consider membership at Lone Star Gun Rights. Go to lsgr.live slash join to join us for just $6 a month. Uh, your membership means everything to us. Um, we cannot fight without ammunition, and every dollar that we raise is another round in the magazine to, for this fight. Whether it's during session or off, se- off session, whether it's uh, backing uh, politicians or whatever. Anyway, until next Sunday, arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo.